0: Welcome to our How to Wow Summer Run 2023 and a series of wondrous conversations recorded live at CarFest last year. CarFest is a not-for-profit well-being, music, food, superstar and motorcar festival that has so far raised circa £25 million for UK children's charities. Check out what's happening this year by going to carfest.org. Carfest.org, that is, where you'll see our best ever lineup of guest hosts and rock and rollers, yet many of them staying with us the whole weekend, including the likes of Richard Hammond, Rob Bryden, Jimmy Carr, Lee Mack, Bryony Gordon, Eddie Izzard, Rick Astley, Craig David, Russell and Laura Brand, Texas McFly, The Actual Village People, Alex Horn, Angela Hartnett, Matt Tebbett, Michael Keynes, Atul Kutcher, Freya Ridings, Ben Miller, Dr. Rungan Chatterjee, Dr. Reapy, The Happy Pair, Melanie Sykes, the feelings, Sophie Ellis Bexter, Razorlight, Gokwan, Reef, the Booleg Beatles, and only Peter Flipping Andre, plus all the amazing car content, of course. Go to carfest.org now and come join us this August bank holiday weekend. All right, from that very event, let's cue a conversation, a fascinating conversation between. Uh, Mini Driver, Russell Brand, in conversation with some Herbert called Chris Evans. This is Mini Driver and Russell joining me on the Haybales at my beloved CarFest, for which all the uh, profits go to children's charities across the UK, talking about their lives, and Alice's mum, Joe, who run half marathons together as an assisted runner. Laura Brand joins Halfway through. that's Russell's wife. It's all the fun of the fair on the Haybells in front of the main stage. Okay, please welcome on stage... Mini Driver and Russell Brand. (laughs) Mini, yeah. Russell Brand.
1: Where is he? Yes. Russell.
0: Hello, Russell Russell
1: Brand. Uh, What's
2: happened? He was taking selfies with people around the corner. Finally, I've left my body, (laughs) and I'm now just an ethereal (laughs) form. Yeah.
0: Hey. so actually i mean if you sit over there and oh, i'll God. sit here yeah. and you sit you are Russell. that's Floor's great lava. that's great by the way to absolute a-list Carfair south boom so uh, Minnie's got this book out. She signed loads of copies of it. It's at Waterstones up on the hill there. Managing expectations. Uh, Russell wandered into Waterstones uh, under the guise of assisting his wife to sign her books and found some of his own books to sign. Is that true, Russell? It was. It was an incredible moment.
1: <laughs> sounds like. Sounds like an incredible coincidence.
0: Yes. Uh, Minnie, Managing Expectations. We talked about it on the radio, didn't we? Um, yes. It's, it's a wonderful tome. It's not a biography, but it's biographical. Tell us about
1: okay. um, It's. I wasn't that interested in doing a um, you know, black and white photograph like that on the cover. Um, I was born in this place, and these are the people I had relationships with. Um, It was more about stories, about how life not working out is your life working out, invariably, Um, and how there's no there, there. I was always thinking there was an arrival point, and it turns out there isn't. See, now
0: she's just about summed up in 30 seconds what we talk about every day. Yeah, Minnie, you've been very efficient with language there.
1: Yeah, it's all about brevity, brand.
0: <laughs> this is, this beverage
1: mine. was
2: passed to me for you. It's my tea,
1: thank you.
0: There you are. But it's, it's true, isn't it? You know, this whole thing, is it not working out? Is it working out? But goodness me, it takes a roller coaster to begin to realise that's the case.
1: I think it's the, the expectation that everything is supposed to work out. This great friend of mine said, I don't know why... 100% is the thing. He was like, if we were aiming for maybe just sort of like 52%, why well, can't 52% be the new 100%? Well,
0: it worked for Brexit. It a bit of a trigger for me, to be honest. It was actually 52%, wasn't it? Worked That's it. all it takes to ruin your nation.
1: That's it. But maybe that's all it takes to make you feel fulfilled. This idea that it's all, you're supposed to tick all of the boxes, that it's possible, even if you are um, perceived to be rich, perceived to be famous, perceived to be all of these things that we've societally created as the zenith of humours and experience. And it's just not true. Uh,
0: Russell, never let perfect be the enemy of good enough, uh, or just enough. We are enough obviously um people who are driven to the spotlight uh, are for different reasons um when did you realize that if if you're searching for more nothing will ever be enough (laughs) now now
2: from listening to you from being in this beautiful place with you beautiful people is this your daughter what is her name? Hello, Alice. Are you all right, mate? Alice, you're having such a wonderful time. You're so enthusiastic. You're so beautiful. I'm so happy that I'm here
0: with you. Can I just tell you about Alice, Alice's mum, Yes,
2: tell me hey. about Alice's mum. OK, mom.
0: Alice's mum is called Joe, right? And Joe and Alice run half marathons together. But Joe... Joe, Joe pushes the chair, but Joe always says... Alice has done three half marathons this month. I mean, how amazing is that? And the one thing that's really big getting on Joe's... Come here, Joe. Come here. Joe. Let's hear it for Joe. Come on, Joe. Yeah, Joe! Yo, Joe. Come sit here. Come sit here. Do you want me to be Alice? She'll be back in a second or two. So, uh, So, Joe... Um, Joe loves running, you love keeping fit, you are, dedi- you, are, you are completely dedicated to your daughter, completely committed to your daughter, more than 100%. It's unbelievable. Um, anyway, there's so much we can say about, about what we know about each other and each other's story. But how many half marathons has Alice run? Uh,
2: probably about
0: 40. 40, 40. And two marathons, okay? But you were never allowed to run the London Marathon, were you? No. Tell, Tell us a story. story. Um London
3: Marathon have never
1: allowed assisted runners. So you couldn't have any assistance. Um, <laughs> but yesterday, London, really we got the information that we can do it in October. <laughs>
0: Thanks a lot. There's so much more I could tell you about our adventures together, but I won't for now. Sorry, Russell.
2: I was really getting ready to turn against the London Marathon there. Yeah. but Let's rally against them. Let's bring down the marathon. It's like, oh, no, they haven't allowed it. Hey, all right. Hey. It was a short journey yeah, of was, outrage really against was, marathons. Unlike <laughs>
0: marathons themselves, which are frankly too bloody long. <laughs> By the way... Um, you, you, you still, Russell still has a residence in Los Angeles. You're a residence of Los Angeles permanently, aren't you? Yeah,
1: because I'm a surfer. And that's all I really like do. We just like come back from surfing.
0: Do. Skating, surfing and cycling.
1: Amazing. i
0: would to go? Look at the, I've got the I was say, to prove oof. it. Okay, you're apparently quite good, aren't you? Your I'm, son Henry says you're amazing.
1: I'm all right. I'm, you, I'm all right. If, if you, if you're a surfer, saying you're a good surfer means you're an idiot. Right. You're, not, you're not ever allowed to say that you're. I love to surf and I'm not scared of paddling out when it is big.
0: Okay. H- have you surfed, Russell?
2: I consider walking on water to be the preserve of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> And surfing to be a type of sacrilege. <laughs> I had a go at it once. It went bad. I ended up sort of underneath the water a lot of the time. Yeah. I was nervous down there. I experienced things that I, I, can, I can never account or report. What,
1: jellyfish, around. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Neptune, a king with a trident. Poseidon. Deep, deep, mysteries. The psychic realm, the deep unconscious. Now, I'm just nervous of things that require balance, whether that's psychological or physical.
1: Hmm. Well then, it's not for you.
2: <laughs> no, I would like to do it. I would like to do it, but sometimes if things are very difficult to learn, I lose my spirit. Do you think? Like, were you well tutored as a child in other areas? Because me, hmm. if something don't come easily, I reach for a pipe.
1: Steady. Okay. So,
2: yeah, the... it could be just the tobacco yeah, pipe. Yeah, but
1: but yeah. also you have to you have to like you have to think about the conditions. And maybe the way in which you were learning wasn't optimum. It wasn't. Well then come to Malibu and I'll take you out and teach you to surf and it'll be easy.
2: Oh come on. And that's how Russell Brandt um, got his. Bring Laura to and your Malibu. children and we'll do it. <laughs> They're not coming. I've been looking for a way to get away from them. No. <laughs> Finally it came.
1: She's painting pebbles right now.
2: That's right. Little <laughs> does she know I'm planning the
0: future as a surfer with Minnie Driver. Minnie, where were you born? Um, I know you, the story about you escaping from the Caribbean is unbelievable. Um, age of nine, was that? Nine or 11? eleven? Eleven. Eleven yeah. years old. So where, where were you born? How did you end up in the Caribbean? How did you end up in Malibu, uh, able to invite Russell Brand to serve with you?
1: Crikey. Um, I, was, I was born in London. Uh, my parents weren't married. And in, you know, in the 70s, it was actually quite frowned upon if you weren't married. Um, my father lived in the Caribbean, and when my mum left him in 1976, it was actually the first year that a woman could sign for a mortgage without a male cosign. And the the judge, in order for her to keep custody of us, the judge said that she had to be married, have us in school, and own her own home. And he gave her seven weeks to do it, but she did it.
2: Well, she got married.
1: <laughs> yeah, she just married. She just married this bloke. Did it and go well? It, it went. I have a lovely brother, and uh, I have. A, yeah, no, it wasn't easy, but she did it. And my father lived in the Caribbean and we would go and see him. And it's the other sort of great formative love of my life. But me and my father didn't really see eye to eye.
0: To the extent that as an 11-year-old, you, you went to the airport and flew to New York uh, on your own.
1: Well, my dad, my dad was, didn't know at the time, but suffered from PTSD from having flown in the Second World War. And when he got angry, he got really angry. And we got into a fight and he said I had to leave his house at 11. And there wasn't a direct flight back to London. So he put me on a plane to Miami and I spent a day and a night by myself at this hotel called the Fountain Blue Hotel, which in 1981 was a den of iniquity that was hard to describe. But it involved loads of drugs and people smuggling drugs. Um, anyway, I spent a very... Sounds like
2: a nice holiday.
1: <laughs> it would have been the perfect holiday for Russell when he was 11. Um, but I went on an odyssey and I got adopted by this Cuban dissident who I had a long conversation with about how you have to really be prepared to die on the hills that you choose to, to die on if you're going to stand up for what you believe, whether that's a fight with your dad or a whole political system.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> so then, um, I know, it's, a, it's an extraordinary story. Um, and then you are up back in London and then you managed to get yourself over to, back to New York again, bizarrely. Um, how old were you? How much money did you borrow? How long did you stay there? And how close were you to leaving before anything happened?
1: Thanks, Russ. Mm. Well, you know, in England, you're not raised to be movie stars. Like, we know that. You go... You're going to go in the theatre. Like, that's what you're trained to do. Um, But I'd made... I'd wanted to be a musician. That's what I was doing. I was signed to Ireland when I was 18. Um, And I was sort of skint trying to make this record... And I somehow got cast in a film, this film Circle of Friends. And when it came out, people really liked it in America. So I went there for a weekend. I took four pairs of knickers and a hot dress and a slightly more conservative dress. And then I actually never went at home.
0: How, what happened? Because you nearly went home and then you went for this one. You you were hearing, listening to an argument through a wall or something. What was going on in some showbiz office somewhere?
1: Well, someone had, uh, my, the agent that I found had said, well, you should go meet some casting directors. So I went and met this woman, um, this lovely woman. And there were two blokes having a big fight in the office next door to her. And she said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go and ask them to shut up. And two minutes later, she came back and she said, oh, they're directing this film and the actress has just dropped out. Do you want to go and meet them? So I went to meet Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott and they cast me in this lovely film called Big Night, which was a good film. And then I really did, I just stayed living in New York. No, I just stayed. It was, it was interesting, but it's more about do... Do what's right in front of you. Like, getting so caught up in the idea of what you're supposed to be doing or what's just around the corner. Like, do whatever it is. And I don't know, I kind of, I've been trying to live like that. It's more since. natural,
0: though, at the beginning of your life and your career, isn't yes. it, than towards, you know, Definitely. you know, as you get in your 40s and your 50s. And you've got to rediscover that and then also sort of repossess it, reclaim your own agency. But in itself, that seems a bit too sort of calculated because if it is naturally your, your sort of men disposition to sort of go and have to restate that feels a bit weird and a bit false and a bit unnerving. Russell. That was a statement. No, I know. <laughs> I know it was a statement. But, but nevertheless, <laughs> of course it was a
2: statement. <laughs> <laughs> I can't respond to statements. I can. Yeah, right. you can. I was just thinking, all right, I can. This is what I was thinking when you were talking, Mini. I was thinking, oh, you've been carried on the invisible wings of destiny, whether or not it was that argument with your father that led to you escaping from the Caribbean, going to Miami, hanging out of a, a Cuban dissident, uh, potentially, it sounds like, being a drug dealer for a little while in in, in Miami, then getting cast by surprise as a result of an argument next door it's almost as if there is a serendipitous unfolding a pathway whether it's happening for us as individuals or as a collective and sometimes I feel that we are at such a moment now even though it's been a time for us there's been dark and divisive and people have suffered and in some ways unnecessarily I feel a great surging a great uprising of the British spirit, these proud noble beautiful people coming to the forefront initially bought here by the automobile but fueled by something far greater, the British spirit, whether they're running half marathons or just wearing four pairs of knickers on an holiday these are some of the mightiest folks you're ever likely to meet to the Queen, Her Majesty, and to an ultimate revolution. Well, we'll bring her down and bring about decentralised systems where you'll control your own lives. I'll meet you at the big wheel if you fancy a revolution. Cheers.
0: <laughs> you can respond to a statement. Awesome. Um, so what's it, like going, what's it like going out with somebody really famous then?
1: Uh, uh, well... Wow. Do
0: you know this? Do you know you know what I'm referring to here? He's in the book, yeah. No,
1: look, that lady's like, no, okay. I don't. I did. They weren't famous when I started uh, going out with them.
0: No, they weren't, but they became very famous whilst you were going out with them.
1: Yeah, I mean that the fame is fame's like an extra limb that you carry around with you, and sometimes it's useful for drawing attention to good things, or you know, getting free stuff. Apparently. <laughs> um but otherwise it draws attention to you which which anticipates that you have something to say that is more interesting or better than the next person and it's it's just not true you just make something that lots of people like to see so we should probably leave that. But it. you,
0: I mean, the point is, you know, you were really well known at the time and then you get together with somebody else and it's all in the book. And um, and that is a recipe for many, many things. Uh, but of, obviously fireworks as far as attention is concerned. And... Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to have a relationship anyway. Having a relationship when you're being... Followed down the street by ten photographers screaming stuff at you makes it uh, less sexy in America. In America, um, and then you know, I didn't really talk about it on the book, but like it was, it was a very public breakup. There was a really weird like you know when you only break up with someone and it's and it's horrible, but it's really interesting going down the magazine aisle of a supermarket where your ex is you really snogging the new person they're with, and your agony is in stereo. I found that hard.
0: Um,
2: yeah, uh, well, they're lost. You think so? Or go straight to the baked bean aisle. Treat <laughs>
0: yourself up there. It's exactly with a snack.
1: right. It's exactly right. Go back to the chips and beans.
0: So. I think we agree Mini Driver is a proper movie star, like a proper movie star, right? Now, I think Russell's a proper movie star as well, but he probably thinks Mini is not he isn't. Would that be right or not?
2: Yeah, I think that. I'm fuming on this hay bale. How, how was that
0: all for you, Russell? The movie stardom aspect of your life? I liked it
2: of, life. of it. I liked it when I was, um, I liked a little bit of attention and everything, but now I like it here. I like it here in Britain, with British people. Not that I'm like getting into some mad ethno-nationalistic thing. I think whoever's here is really, really welcome. But I'm very interested... I spent my whole life trying to get away from where I'm from, this place, Greys Essex. Now, that's, I, that's what I like about this day, So I feel like I'm with proper people. It cheers me up. I'm sick and tired of ordinary people being spoke down to and criticised. I'm sick and tired of the way the last years has folded out, the way people have been governed. The only thing that's really keeping me together is the amount of glitter in these kids' hair. That <laughs> provides me... With... Whitney Houston said, didn't she, that the children are the future? Yeah, I mean, no, that's what future. The thing she said. Yeah. Not these ones, though. Too glittery, I'd say. <laughs> Keep them under wraps, some of these nippers. When was the last time you done half-marathon? Right. <laughs> Get things in some perspective. So me, uh, Hollywood and all that, it's nice, but it's not real, is it? None of that stuff's real. None of it's real. It is better than being stinking poor, I'll tell you that, because I had to go at that also. I am not to talk down to no one, because I don't recognise poverty is a real thing, isn't it? It's a real but thing. But Wait,
1: but wait. wait go on. Hold on. So, I always looked at um, Hollywood is really just a suburb of the Pacific. And if you're ocean-facing when you're there, as you can attest, having just come back, it's a very different experience. I think, like, the, the sea saved me from my life in Los Angeles.
2: I know, because you keep mastering it, standing on top of it, surfing it like our Lord. Me, I'm always <laughs> underneath it, choking up sputum.
1: And that's why I hate Hollywood by Russell Brand. No, you don't don't hate hate Hollywood.
2: I don't hate anyone. Uh, Someone said to me "Where there's more people making money out of their imagination here than anywhere else in the world. Although quite a lot of them were making money out of cocaine as well, I could see. Not as many as in Miami, perhaps. But, like, it's a... It's not a critique on the entire system. Loads of people are really, really lovely. Anyone who's been there knows that. It's, it's not really about that. I'm just answering it from a personal perspective. Is it
1: about or... coming, coming back to yeah. where you're from and like... finding your peace with that?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think it's since having kids and like, getting married and recognising that there's something exciting is happening in this country. Something yeah. is happening. There is a change happening. And I, I like it when I feel like, I don't know, that feels better than participating in a, an industry where, frankly, Chris Evans says I'm not even a proper movie star.
1: Well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> but but he said I'm not proper one.
2: No,
0: what oh, I'm Mickey said, Mouse I one, you pretending. You don't think you're a proper thought, movie star.
2: You're meant to be pretending. I think you are a
0: proper movie star. Did, did you ever feel like a movie star?
2: Sometimes on one of them carpets or whatever when there's them, all them flashes, but inside I still think, nah, I'm from Grays. this is daft. Can't oh. take it too seriously.
0: So, so Minnie talks about her, um, sort of her drive. You know, going driver. Off, sorry, Minnie driver. Off, yeah, exactly. Uh, Go to New York and then going back from the Caribbean and then going back, coming here in England and studying and doing all this stuff with her music and signing to a label and then going back to New York and saving up and borrowing some money and selling cars and things like that uh, to 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 buy her rite of passage. We've never... Re- I've ne- I don't know about this as far as you're concerned. Do you... What is, what is a tale of one of those channels of, of personal drive that you had where you th- thought, right, I'm going to go for this, I don't care. It doesn't feel like sacrifice at the time anyway, does it, I don't suppose. So what about, what about you? What, about, what are your rights of passage to where you are now?
2: It's a stand-up comedy, in it? Because the stand-up comedy, you have to do it in little rooms, no one pays for it it's brutal people take the piss it's people threw stuff at me i always feel nervous in the crowd that it could happen at any time you know so like the the stand-up game that's where you really feel like you pay a little price for it plus remember when i was doing all that stuff at the beginning i was addicted to crack and heroin and that gives things an edge (laughs) it's difficult to concentrate (laughs) you're right there I like Henry, I like your lad He's alright He's a right laugh, that lad, Henry That's my son, me and sitting Henry. right there He's with the He's drinking dog. zero alcohol beer in the tent I'm not sure about that, Minnie I wasn't
1: around
2: <laughs> I said, learn from me, Henry
1: learn I from said, me. Henry, learn from him
2: <laughs> Do you feel
0: most at home still with comedy, Russell? You do, don't you?
2: Yeah, sometimes, mate. Sometimes I feel most over of here. Not today, though, because it's sort of hard with that feedback and stuff like that and managing the sort of different temperaments and the different demands of the situation, isn't it? Because we're moving between having serious conversations about people's emotions and drives, the amazing challenges faced by Alice and Joe, the political undercurrent in this country at the moment,
0: Okay, just taking a pause to tell you about AG1, also supporting this particular podcast. AG1, I'm asked all the time about the one thing I do to take care of my health. If I could pick only just one product, it would be foundational nutrition. And AG1 is a top foundational nutrition product. I can't think of any other daily routine that pays off as well as AG1 according to people that I really look up to, who really know their stuff. AG1 is recommended by such luminaries as... Rich roll, the amazing professor, Dr Andrew Schieberman. Tim Ferriss and our one, our only Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. AG1 was created in 2010 and has helped millions of mornings begin on a healthier foundation ever since. My wife takes it, I take it, even our 14 year old son Noah takes it now, he swears by it. AG1 is not only a high quality all-in-one solution for daily foundational nutrition, it also saves you time, confusion and money compared to individual supplements that can add up to a small fortune. AG1 replaces your multivitamin probiotic and much more in one simple drinkable Habit AG1 is great bang for my book as it replaces a lot of these other supplements. Like a daily multivitamin minerals, pre and probiotics for my gut health, adaptogens, and a greens blend, literally all in one scoop of powder. I think there's 75 different supplements in each scoop. Science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source nutrients. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. Just one daily serving gives me the comprehensive foundational nutrition I need. Go to drinkag1.com slash how to wow. That's drinkag1.com slash how to wow. Give it a go. Check it out. Let us know how it lands. And now back to the Wow. Yeah, comedy is a great
2: release. Comedy is the continual revelation that there's something else, there is something deeper and there's a a little bit of a valve to let out the tension of that. And I think it can bring people together in a sort of a way that other things can't. So, yeah, no, I do feel at ease with it, generally.
0: Uh, Minnie's book. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Minnie's book. It's so concise and so beautifully written. It's the best, I've told you this before, it's the best written memoir I've ever read. It's beautiful, the prose is so poetic, and it's so tight, it's so lean, there's no fat in it at all, and it really trips along, but it doesn't ever read like it's in a rush. And I said to her, how come you've remembered these things so specifically? And she talked about the fact that she has an actor's brain and she loves words, and she loves writing and all these different things. But also, you you did keep your diaries, didn't you, as a a kid? Tell us about your diaries.
1: Well, most of them was really boring, you know. Um, But they just acted as... um, When I went back and read through them, there are these moments that I didn't even realise were going to be um, launching pads for huge episodes in my life. Um, it's It's all written as it was happening, so... It was interesting going back and filleting out um, what the stories were I wanted to tell and there would have been more in the book but my mum died right in the middle of writing it and all I could write about when she died was her dying and I didn't think I was ever going to be able to stop writing about it and the funny thing is you do you sort of you hit the edge of that first part of grief, rather like in the Truman Show, when he gets to the edge of the water and you sort of knock on the wall. And I woke up and could go back into the book and, and finish all the other stories that I think she would have wanted me to tell as well. She was, she was amazing. She really was, she was really funny and she's, she's really the sort of angel through the whole book. It's a
0: love letter to your mom, isn't it, the book?
1: Yeah, it is a bit. Thank you. It's a lot. She was was tricky, don't get me wrong. She was complicated and tricky, but who
0: isn't? And also, she she did get to read a couple of the chapters before she died. I mean, she didn't see it published, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she did. She, um, you know, she loved uh, seeing the reflection of herself or this version of herself that I saw cuz she always thought she was a pretty terrible mother which she wasn't and i think when she read these stories she could see how um she could see her humanity it's
0: the opposite of some people's um, books you read, um, and the mums thought they'd been brilliant mums, and they'd read the diaries, and they realised they hadn't. They were terrible. It's the other way around. Russell, when you were at school, right? How many books have you written? First of all, now you are responsible for how many publications?
2: Yeah, quite a lot. I'm always writing one. I'm always churning them out. I reckon I've written about five books. I'll probably scribble one out round back in a minute. <laughs> Knocking them out left and right. I think I've written five books. I thought it was pretty lovely what Minnie said about her mother. That was very, very moving. I think you do have a beautiful way of... uh, What do I want to say? Rendering your experiences. You're a colourful and peculiar character. I didn't realise that before. I'd only seen you in films and all that kind of stuff. You're some sort of mischief-making, mayhem-creating character. I'm coming on that surfing holiday. (laughs) When you're at school, Russell, um, look it didn't go well Chris of course it didn't go well No, I but, I was, but from
0: a writing point of view because you know the fact that I, I'd only read one book by the time I, I left school and you know written a couple now and my English teacher at the time you know if you put him in a time machine and said we were going to be here one day and I'd have written books as opposed to only read one he wouldn't have believed me so you've written five what, what were you like at school reading and writing Russell Brand? I want to interview you that's what I want to do I think you're an
2: interesting character. You're the Willy Wonka behind this mystery. You're the one that's brought us here to live in your peculiar imagination. Asking her about famous fellas, Asking before he's going to do me in a minute. He's warming up to do the Katy Perry question. I can see it. I'm I'm getting ready with a Billy Piper. <laughs> What was you like at school? I know what he was like at school because I listened to him. I pay very close attention to Chris Evans. He's a normal bloke from a normal background. He's created some amazing things. He's got a lot of energy, a lot of drive, and he focuses on things. First, he learned off of that Timmy Mallet. He learned how to be diligent and produce things. I know, I'm... Chris Evans is very sincere about Timmy. He was one of many things I admire about Chris. He don't take the piss. He don't take the piss out of different levels of our culture, that this culture's good and this culture's bad. Embraces all of it. Wants to bring people together, very optimistic, positive, non-judgmental, little bit strange, likes a bit of a drink back in the day. Took Gazra off the rails, probably cost us 96 euros. <laughs> Gazra on that fucking bus when he should have been concentrated. We on a pneumatic drill round I Park. We could have won. It was only a couple of inches he'd have that over the line. But Chris Evans had him out on a lash. How many more years of hurt? <laughs> there we've won the women's, but come on, we've Qatar. That's not a proper fucking World Cup. It's going to be baking hot. Doing it in November. What for the dollar? Crafty bastards. <laughs> oh, my okay. wife's here. Now Laura, you're going to hear a lot of stuff about me agreeing to go on a surfing holiday. <coughs> it's not true.
0: Laura, come here. Come and sit here. Laura, Laura you're Laura Brand, wife. Come on. No, pit, all right. sit, come and sit down.
2: That was a sympathy round of applause. I that. said you were she painting pebbles. Out, uh, that food. No.
3: Oh, hello
0: there. So
2: hungry. How is...
0: hello? hello. You're so hungry. I'm getting out of here. I think I've... Peed Hello the there. Gaza come stuff. here, come and sit there. we are not going to
3: I came in right at that women's football comment, which I think yeah. was...
0: Yeah. Well, a couple of rights to reply sense. from the host of the festival. One, <laughs> I, I hadn't met Gaza in 96, so shut <laughs> up.
2: You've probably done his knee.
0: <laughs> and with reference to the Matt Damon question, wow. and him the... Him thinking I'm going to go with the Katy Perry question next. You bastard! My, my, plan, my plan was, he'll think that, I won't, and then he'll have to mention it anyway. Oh,
2: he double-bluffed me! That's why he's the master! He's doing TFI on a hay bale!
0: And I thought, when I'm asking about Matt Damon surreptitiously, he'll be thinking, I've got to get Billy Piper in there somehow, I've got to get Billy Piper in there somehow. <laughs> and he went all quiet, I don't know if you noticed. Know, he went all quiet for about five minutes, because I didn't ask him what he was expecting next. You That's know the what? That's the... That's the problem with expectations, Russell, and you should know that better than anyone. <laughs> that
1: was also, you know, how often is Matt Damon the red herring? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you for, for going out with one Matt Damon all those years ago it? so I could get to this point now in my career with him. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being married to Russell Brand, Laura? I'll field this
2: one. We it's went... a joy. <laughs> Paradise on earth, you ain't seen nothing
3: like it. <laughs> we went through all this earlier. I mean, I tried to get the conversation back onto craft, creativity and mindfulness, and still it veered into politics. Source,
2: nighttime, nocturnal stuff. Yeah. The techniques, the moves, the anaconda.
1: It's because you're a goddess, Laura, Thank that's you. why. And he knows that.
2: Yes, Russell. Oh, no, they're ganging up. I knew this would happen. No,
1: we, we. I'm not even on the bill. I've
2: only come here to support you. Yeah, here. Come on, being dragged through this with a cake. I'll Perry tell you. Questions. I was actually looking. Nobody's for asking a bad Katie very question!
0: <laughs> All right, nobody. I'll talk you through it.
3: I was. I was looking for Russell. I just did a workshop, oh and I thought, I wonder where he is. I'm just going to head down in this direction. He's on a screen after. <laughs> I thought uh, about
1: somebody else's book. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking brilliant <laughs> right, that he Minnie. can do that.
2: I'll answer this one about why Minnie wrote the book. Now, <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll fill this one, Minnie. Just
0: <laughs> so, me over here. I'll read it out loud. Okay, pa- partnerships, right? So I know how you met Russell. Uh, you know how I met Tash. Um, Minnie has an extraordinary story about how you met your partner. Yeah. He's a real superhero, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he is. Go on. It's in in the book, the longer version. I'll try and do the short version. In 2018, I don't know if you remember, the wildfires that raged through California. And where I live in this little community was right in the path of the fire. And because ten guys refused to evacuate, um, actually nine guys and one of their... 14 year old kids they stayed and they we left all our garden hoses out they fought the fire with two fire hoses four hydrants running around and saved our community but afterwards they were completely cut off they had one FEMA meal a day they were running out of gasoline for their generators eye drops gloves masks any kind of booze um fruit vegetables so in the wake of a of another pretty awful heartbreak. I wasn't in the best frame of mind mentally, but my fixation was to get to my community and deliver things they needed. But the Coast Guard had issued a no-ship-to-shore on pain of arrest. So I found a kid in the marina in in, uh, Santa Monica, and I didn't pay him off. He just used to live near where I lived, And I said, we might get arrested. And he was like, well, more you. Um, And I was like, yeah, but also you. And he said, well, we're going to need someone else because you're going to have to paddle all these supplies in. So I didn't know who to call. Um, And I'd met this bloke at someone's lunch a few years before, and he was definitely a spy. It seemed to me he was in some sort of intelligence. And I thought, I'll call him. So I did, and he said he would come and help me. And he was like, you know, I'm currently in Saudi Arabia. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Um, He's like, well, I'll be there. And he showed up on the day, a couple of days later, with... A satellite phone and snacks and then he helped me we 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 took this boat to the little cove where I lived and you know they're fully armed the the California Coast Guard they're not messing around Um, and just as they were pulling out to go and patrol up the beach we pulled in dived in the water in November and my plan was swim in, get the paddle boards, paddle them back out, load up the canisters with the gasoline and the booze and the chocolate and the fruit and the veg and paddle it back in, which was actually going to plan until the Coast Guard saw us and started shouting at us to stay where we were, or they were going to shoot and we were going to be arrested. And I said to him, I was like, you're a spy, are we gonna get shot? And he was like, I'm not a spy, but we're not gonna get shot. So in we went and then we got marooned in my strange little oasis of a community and we couldn't get back. And during that day, I asked him every question I had ever wanted to ask about men and infidelity and sadness and heartbreak. And he answered every single question because he couldn't get away, but also because he is a rare human who is unafraid of emotion and people who are more emotional than he is. And he's, 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 he's my love, yeah.
0: But is he a spy?
1: He probably, Hen, do you reckon he adds as a spy? He went, yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. i just, I just don't know.
0: I check. Does he surf?
1: No, he's a land-based. Can you observer. do? A, can you do a
0: handstand on a surfboard? No, because that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, there's yeah. a coffin as well, and there's the handstands and all yes. that stuff.
1: Henry can do all of the sitting down, meditating on, on a, a surfboard. surfboard. Yeah. He does that. Awesome.
0: Right, we've only got five minutes left, and then the big entertainment kicks in. Uh, Thank you for joining us here. Thank you for finding a little patch of grass, a little piece of heaven here in the rolling, heavenly Hampshire countryside. A couple of questions. Anybody want a question for anybody? Okay, Uh, let's just dive in. Here we go. It can be to Russell or to Minnie or to Laura. Don't really mind. What's your name? Where are you from?
2: I'm Liz from West Sussex. Uh, My question's to Minnie. You are very grounded and you still have your British accent. Um, who affects you to stay grounded when you're in Hollywood?
1: Well, I, I do think that getting rid of your accent is something that you have to actively do. I, but I know people do that. I've got lovely friends, just a few, maybe four. And I've got a really nice family. And... I think I have quite a good sense of humour. My head did get turned for a minute and I was absolutely miserable and then my sister came and sorted me out and then things got much worse and then a bit worse and then they got better. (laughs) That's it.
0: Right, what's your name? Where are you from?
3: I'm called Leah. I'm from Andover and I've I've got a question for Millie. Is there something
1: that gives you a confidence boost before you go on stage? Oh, well. Do you know, I'll tell you how it started and then I'll tell you how it's going. So it used to be, before I went on stage, I would literally have a bucket and I would throw up before I would go out on stage. I was so scared. And then... I started thinking about how much I liked going out on stage and I used to sit and th- really think about that before I went out, whether I was singing or whether I was going and talking to people, or whether I was in a play, and I just think about how much I loved it and weirdly that was all it really took to feel better about it and to feel really confident.
0: Russell, yes, what about happens. you and nerves? Uh, Viz- uh, vodka. Vodka.
2: Of course not, Uh, like breathing and focusing and uh, just try to think of a nice connection and think of joy, think of being joyful, think you want to make people happy, you want to make people laugh, and then it's nice, it distracts me
0: from thinking about myself. So Russell had his own first festival a couple of weeks ago, and you were a little bit nervous before that, weren't you Russell?
2: Chris, it's weird because I can't see you, so uh, I feel like I'm having a mental breakdown. Because sometimes I do hear you in my mind when I'm on my own anyway. <laughs> That's the radio, right? Like, um, um, Alright, mate. Like, I did do a little festival, just as big as this little paddock here. And it was good, wasn't it? Me and Laura done it. We had a really lovely time.
3: It was wonderful. And it was nerve wracking before, wasn't it? Wim Hof. Like, you know who Hoff <laughs> oh you know, Wim Hof is? <laughs> Wim Hof. Wim Hof. That's what he's like. He's really
2: intense. He got us all right riled up. He was running around. He had no trousers or pants on. He kept playing the guitar the whole time.
1: But he could teach you about Poseidon and how to deal with him when you meet him under the water. Not he's literally what? uniquely, um, you know, he's perfected that.
2: I think he would intimidate Poseidon, would uh, Wim Hof. He's so kind of mighty, his great priapic human erection of a man. <laughs> like, so, yeah, he was he was powerful. He carried us through that festival with p- p- sheer testosterone. It was a, it was a marvelous experience. Because like I keep saying to you, Chris, the thing I like about it is people coming together, unity. I recognise individuality, but in our unity there is a great, great power. And I know that sometimes people feel diminished. I don't want that to happen no more. Ah, Chris Hughes is coming. He's the, he's the, the second he, yeah, Chris, he's many people call him. He's, he's the real Chris behind uh,
0: So what's your name? Where are you from?
2: I'm Sue. I'm from Essex. I Go want on, mate. I want to say to Laura, so your husband is very gorgeous and sexy. Good. Chris, <laughs> give her the mic, Chris. The way, give her the me.
0: fucking mic. Come here, come here, <laughs> mate. Come here, mate. <laughs> I
3: can
0: handle it. Not, not handsome not himself. But oh, this
2: is a I just wanted to know what's the most romantic thing that
3: Russell has ever done? Okay, th- this is actually very hard because he is so romantic. Everything he does has so much thought and love, and he really thinks about who I am as a person. So, birthdays, Christmases, anniversary. It was our anniversary yesterday, wedding anniversary, five years. Um,
2: that applause is for me, right?
3: Yes. I, I think um, it would be hard to it would be hard to say because uh, we have a very special relationship, and I think he, yeah, he uses his heart to guide him with his choices there. <laughs> I know uh, that's soppy.
0: We have a dilemma. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because we were going to do a live link-up with Lando Norris at Spa, the Belgian Grand Prix, but you're enjoying this so much more. Do you want us to go live... To, this is true, by the way. Do you want us to go live to Lando Norris, or should we carry on asking questions to these three? OK, let's, let's hear from Lando Norris. OK, just a few sad blokes, so we'll carry on with the hay bale. Oh, thank God, that would have been really awkward. That would have been brutal, wouldn't it? He's not even got a book Quite a lot of people want Lando Norris. No, I think a few do. Okay, who wants to stick with the hay bales? Okay, what's your name where are you from?
1: I'm Christopher
0: from Kent. What's your, what's your question, pal? I just wanted to say hi. Oh. All right, hi, Christopher. Okay. Let's go live to Lando Norris. <laughs> okay, let's have a question. Come on, what's your name where are you from? Uh, My name is David. I'm from Tamworth in Staffordshire. Well, sound a bit more enthusiastic about it. It's not... terrible. I've been there. Didn't stay long. I know what you mean, but come on. It was more of an apology, to be honest. Well, you don't have to apologise. It's fine. What's your question? So, this is more from Laura, and it's kind of an extension from the previous person's question. So, uh, Russell... I don't like
2: the way you're all psychologically profiling my wife. (laughs) So...
0: Like a lot of showmen, Russell's got a lot of veneer. Uses the English language as a bit of a you know safety blanket. What? Not unlike yourself, pal. <laughs> about? A safety blanket? Like, like a lot of us blokes. Anyway, what's he really like? What's what the goes father? on in Tamworth? <laughs> what? What's the father? What's the husband like?
3: God, I don't know how I've actually ended up on these hay bales. <laughs> I actually just. Like I said, came to look for him, see if anyone wanted any food. Now, gosh. um, Well, I think that feels very personal. But I also, you know, really love this person. He really makes me laugh. He's the person, when I'm nervous before going up to do this talk earlier, I talk to him. He really brings me into a place of being grounded. um, And I see him... Helping a lot of people and doing that with a lot of other people beyond our family and our friends and So yeah, it's um, a good combination of uh, Beauty and um, uh, Awakeness and chaos
0: Beautiful answer beautiful question um, just a little caveat, let's leave the brands alone for a minute. <laughs> uh, Alright, over here now, to your right, guests, lovely lady here, what's your name, where you from?
1: I'm Becky from Buckinghamshire. Um, my beautiful son's somewhere here, and he's going to be 17 tomorrow, poor love, um, so he's going to be so embarrassed, um, but what, what advice
2: would you give...
3: Somebody who's going to be 17 tomorrow after being locked in for two years. Oh, thanks,
1: Russell. What's your son's name?
0: James Farrant.
1: James? Well, God, 17. Um,
0: well, I think the question is, isn't it, what were you all like at 17? Because it seems to... One way or another, we're all exactly where we're meant to be, um, Maybe that's the question. What were you like when you were 17?
1: I was I was pretty wild and still um, you know the fact that you're here at a festival with your son speaks loads about your guys' relationship which is really nice. Um, I think you spent you must have had for all of the trials and tribulations of the last few years God having that time with my son where he couldn't really go anywhere and once you've Stop being annoyed with each other. I got to know him so well, so I bet James is gonna go and have a wicked time. I wish I'd had that time with my mother at 17. I was pretty awful to her, I think. I couldn't wait to get away. But, you know, we found our way back to each other. So I hope he has a really happy birthday. And the advice is, you know, keep going to a car fest with your mum
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> lovely what two more questions make them absolutely crackers uh, is it any good is your question any good what's your name
3: i think it's good what's your name first of all billy
0: where are you from billy
3: um from leicester
0: okay you sure yeah like a guess no it's from leicester okay um whisper me your question Okay, off you go. Can we please have Lando on? <laughs> 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 yes! Good one, on. Billy.
1: Good one, Billy. Thanks. <laughs> Cold <laughs> We've already shut down.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, mate. I've got his number. What's your <laughs> name?
3: Dexter.
0: Uh, where are you from, Dexter?
3: I'm from Winchester.
0: Can you whisper me, me your question, please? Oh, good one. Off you go.
3: What do you like most about being famous?
0: Go on, Russell. You take that one. No, seriously. What you like? Is that, it, what you like about it? Is that a question that sits comfortably with you? What you you like can be about useful.
2: It? Yeah, that's true. You can draw attention to good things, and then people that like you will be nice to you. That's the good side of it. That's yeah. the good side of it. Those are the positive things. Don't get too caught up in the idea of it, though. Old Bean, he said, from a hay bale where people were longing to watch Lando Norris.
0: <laughs> Good, all right. I think we'll do a couple more. It's a bit of fun, this. I'm enjoying this. Cars, not philosophy.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Rowena. I'm from Kent. I'm deputy head of a junior school. Woo! Um, if there's anything that you guys up there could change in... Britain today for the future of our children Russell
0: what would it be? Now Russell we've only got an hour
2: Decentralise politics. Make politicians accountable for the corruption of the last couple of years. I was speaking about those parties. Break down the relationships between corporations and politicians. Allow the people of this country to organise their own schools, hospitals, communities, to run their own lives, free from tyranny. Make the media accountable. And for God's
0: sake, put Landon Norris on. (laughs) Yes, all right, we're going to leave it there. Can you please, please give a massive thank you to spontaneous guest, Laura Brand, Russell Brand, but most of all, the guest who had her interview about her brilliant new book, Mini Driver, Managing Expectations, Mini Driver! All right, hope you enjoyed that. Mini Driver, Russell Brand, recorded live at last year's CarFest. If you want to be at this year's CarFest, once again, go to carfest.org to come join us this August bank holiday weekend. All right, thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.